Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, my friends, to another great week. I'm so glad that you're here and joining me. I just came back from three days of amazing professional development for myself. I went to a conference where I learned so much, uh, was uh, really validated uh, for some of the things that I personally have been doing in my professional life and really gained some new insight and some new ways of, of refining and adjusting my um, practice to become better. Uh, something was said at one of the conference uh, breakouts, the keynote speaker said something that just really, really resonated with me. And what she said is, if you are not continuing to learn, you are obsolete. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful. So if you are not open to looking at things differently, if you are not open to questioning whether things have evolved since you first learned them, you do run the risk of being behind and becoming obsolete. Uh, she actually shared the uh, TED Talk from one of the researchers who had worked with Nokia uh, when they were uh, first looking into smartphones, when smartphones first came out in, you know, the mid 2000s. Uh, and the conversation really was that she, through this research that she did, basically told them that even people in poverty would be willing to spend money to have these smartphones because it opened up the world for them. It opened up the opportunity to learn and to connect and find out new things. Um, and Nokia said, no, that is not the direction we're interested in going in. And um, we all know what happened to them, right? <laughs> so when she made that comment that if you're not continuing continuing to learn, you become obsolete. I thought, wow, that is so true. Uh, and then I started thinking too, about just belief in and of itself. Like, what do we believe in? What do we believe about what we know? What do we believe about what we want to know? Um, what do we believe about our capacity to know something different or to do something different? And that really had me starting to think and starting to think about learning goals and how we work towards our goals before we 100% believe in ourselves that we can meet those goals. And so then I started to think about some of the things that we've talked about already, like, you know, Carol Dweck's work around growth mindset and how when we have that growth mindset that we might not be there yet, it's that power of yet kind of moves us towards we don't have to be thinking in that all or nothing thinking. We can work towards growth. Um, and then I started also thinking about 
kind of that idea of, you know, fake it till you make it, which for me has a couple of different connotations depending on how you look at it. Um, For some people, that can feel very um, almost dishonest, right? That it doesn't feel like it's something I could ever truly believe and just faking it feels like I'm being super dishonest with myself. So then I started thinking about the people that do believe in that and what is it about fake it till you make it that is really working for them. And so as I started to do a little research and look into things, what I found that truly is, is more about borrowing belief until you can believe in yourself. And that really resonated with me. And I thought, okay, well, let's think about that a little bit. So what does that look like? What does that sound like? How do we borrow belief in order to reach our goals? And so I started thinking about, okay, so what does that mean? Well, really, when I'm borrowing belief, I'm really seeking inspiration, guidance, and confidence from someone I trust and respect. Now, somewhat, sometimes that can be someone that I personally know, someone that I already uh, have a relationship with, but that doesn't always have to be the case. It can also be someone I don't know and yet still very much trust and respect. So when I think about authors of my professional books, people that I do trust and respect. So the Doug Reeves, the Anthony Muhammad's, the Mike Matoses of the world that I really trust and respect and say, yes, I have seen the results of what they are proponents of. And I can see that working. So even if I don't see it right now for me, I am willing to kind of count on their belief in the process in order to move forward. Does that resonate with you a little bit? So it might not be that I believe in myself yet, but I believe in the person and trust the person who is a proponent of this process. And I am going to take part in these processes counting on their belief and borrowing their belief that this can work. Now, 100% transparency, that's how I started my entire weight loss journey was trusting and respecting the coach that I was following and the members in her membership that were finding results in a way that I thought I could also achieve results. Now, did that mean I achieved results over t- overnight? No, it took time, but I did not give up. And the reason that I did not give up, even on those days that I had thoughts like, this might not work for me, was because I just heard her say very clearly over and over again, you are going to think that this doesn't work for you and look around you at the evidence that this could work for you. 
Now, that's a double-edged sword as well, right? Because what I want you to hear is I'm using that as a way of borrowing belief to move towards a goal and to move towards growth in myself. Don't use that against yourself, (laughs) right? Because there are also groups of people that could be our friends, that could be our family members that are trying to convince us otherwise that something doesn't work. Oh yeah, I tried that. That doesn't work. Or, well, I know somebody who tried that and that doesn't work. So also being careful about who you want to trust in this process right? Because I'm not saying that they're liars, (laughs) right? What they found that didn't work for them. But if you see this as something intriguing, if you're looking to this goal as something that you can see could change your life, change your practice, change your experience, change your feelings and goals in the world, then look for the people that can support that evolvement in your personal development and try to not worry about the naysayers because there will be naysayers for everything, right? Because there is nothing that works for everybody and there's lots of different reasons for that. And there are lots of things that work for particular people and there are lots of different reasons for that. What you want to look for, what I look for, let's just put it that way, what I look for is results that are sustained over time that create growth in either the people that I trust and believe or in myself because there have been many things I have tried that I believed in and I found a little bit of success, but it was not sustainable success. But I have also gone through trainings and processes and set goals that I had achieved that did change my practice, whether it was a personal practice or a professional practice, that the success was sustained across months and years. Those are the goals I'm talking about where we want to borrow somebody else's belief, where you can see there's a preponderance of evidence that this can work, right? Preponderance of evidence is one of my favorite terms. And that term I actually learned from an educator, um, an educator professional, uh, big name in education, Doug Reeves. And when he talks about a preponderance of evidence. Of course, he's talking in the um, realm of educational uh, research, right? But I think that the the, um, definition that he uses for a preponderance of evidence is really a good one, because what he says is that a preponderance of evidence is where you have different researchers operating independently using different research methods and working with subjects in different parts of the world, and they all come to a strikingly similar conclusion. Um, And that's from his book, Achieving Equity and Excellence, um, that I'm reading right now. Uh, And that spoke to me because it, what it says is, it's not just this small group of people that had this success, right? This, this was achieved in a myriad of different ways. It's the same goal. 
um, and the, maybe the same, um, what, whether it's the process or whether it's the product or what whatever it is, there are many people in different parts of the world that are different people themselves, right? They're not this like think tank group all sitting in the same room doing group think together, right? These are people that are taking this on individually around the world to test the same hypothesis and all come out with the same results. That's what I'm talking about when I think about who is somebody I want to follow, who is somebody that I want to borrow belief from while I'm working towards something. And what I, one of the things I do look for is like, really, what is the evidence? Like, where, where is this preponderance of evidence um, as I'm deciding to join a coach who I'm following around weight loss or a coach I'm following around business practices? You know, what are their results? Uh, what are the results of their members? Um, and, you know, what is the evidence around their practices that is drawing me to wanting to follow them um, in a way that I think I can be successful as well? So that's what had me thinking after this conference this week about, you know, and, and tying it to you know, the ABCs, like that awareness. So again, this brought me to awareness, right? So it had me start going, wow, that's something interesting to think about. And then how do I break down barriers with that? As I'm working through goals, right? Working through goals and not quite believing in myself yet that I can do this. This really does tie into breaking down barriers because I'm borrowing belief from somebody, that maybe until I can believe it truly for myself and I can see myself like it's becoming a habit, it's becoming part of who I am, uh, you know, so before it becomes part of who I am and I'm just trying it on and seeing if it will work for me, I'm borrowing belief from those people that I trust, right? Trusting the other's belief that this is possible. And then that's where I'm willing to create new habits, that's where I'm willing to say, okay, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to borrow this belief that this works and I'm going to keep trying this until I see that actually I can do this. And that's, I've had successes like that with practices in classrooms, uh, with practices in my personal life, with coaching in and of itself, right? Because that's something uh, that... I had to take on that was different than what I had done in my professional life. I mean, I did instructional coaching as a teacher, which is very different than life coaching. There are some components that if you did a Venn diagram kind of fall in the middle, they have some, you know, comparabilities to them. But for the most part, they, they serve very different purposes, right? So this idea of reaching out uh, to people around the world to offer my services is something that I had to borrow some belief that this could work from my business coaches, from my life coach friends, uh, in order to not quit, right? In order to keep showing up every weekend to talk to you and tell you that this is possible. It is possible for you to be the educator that you want to be and reach your personal goals as well, or reach your professional goals if there are professional goals that you want. Uh, even looking at, as we've talked about 
you know, in podcasts before, you know, just the idea of do I want to stay in the career that I'm in? Or do I want to do something different? Do I want to change schools? Do I want to change districts? Do I want to change careers? All of these come down to the way that we want to think about it, the awareness that we have, the idea that we can break down some barriers to reach the goals that we want to reach to create the life that we want to create. We get to choose how to live our lives. And I choose to live joyfully. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days. That doesn't mean that I always believe in myself 100%, right? That's really what today's topic is all about. There are many times I have to borrow belief from somebody else, because I'm not quite there yet. Uh, But what I found is when I set my mind to the fact that this is the goal that I want, I do my research and find the evidence that I'm looking for of what, how to get there. Then I enact my ABCs of awareness, breaking down barriers and creating new habits. And part of that process is sometimes having to borrow belief from somebody that I trust and respect. And again, that doesn't have to be somebody I know personally. It can be, but it doesn't have to be somebody I know personally. It's somebody that I trust and respect. So just something for you to think about as we move into this new school year. How do you want to show up every day? Are there things that you want to change? Are there things that you want to implement that you're a little worried about whether you believe you can do it or not? And is there someone you can borrow belief from until you can believe it for yourself? Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate each and every one of you taking the time that you do. I do look at the data. I do appreciate those of you that are downloading. I encourage you to please just also drop a comment. Email me if you have a question. Katie at thejoyfuleducatorllc.com. Visit my website to find out how to work with me directly. And again, have an amazing week. And I will talk to you soon. Take care.